Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And what a few days of football we've had, ladies and gentlemen. Last night we had uh, a wrap of the fixtures, the midweek fixtures in the Barclays Premier League. As we head into another crucial weekend this weekend... The fixtures coming thick and fast, but we're not complaining. This is, of course, the best league in the world. Say what you want about the style of La Liga, the classiness of the suits in in Serie A, and whatever in league uh, in France. Who cares? It's all about the Barclays Premier League. It is the richest league in the world, the best league in the world, and that's why we talk about it every week. Joining me as always, Mo, the football authority. Mo, let's just start off. Your former manager. David Moyes, he doesn't seem to be catching a break, does he? I mean, got thumped by Leicester City, um, offered to slap a, um, a female reporter from the BBC that's got him in hot water, and his team are bottom of the table and look certain to be relegated. Uh, D- David Moyes just can't catch a break at the moment. It's all going horribly wrong against him. Um yeah, look, Sunderland, they get in buried. They can just stop playing him, and it doesn't matter. But this whole thing about the journalist, I think it's just wrong. I mean, as a manager, he's always going to be in the public eye. Whether he's off camera or not, he can't just say whatever he wants to say. And I'm surprised Sunderland like, didn't take more stronger uh, action against him, fine him, or, or, you know, even maybe look at it as a reason to sack him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Sunderland have the money to be honest to sack him. I think that's probably the biggest problem. But yeah, I speak under correction. But no one wants to go and play in Sunderland. I mean, it's a rubbish part of the world. Um, not because I'm only because I'm a Newcastle United fan. I just want to point out that after that dodgy refereeing decision, thank goodness we're still top of the Championship, and we'll be seeing you in the Premier League uh, next season. Um, that's barring a calamitous failure on the part of the squad but I don't think so Um, but I digress let's listen to that incident and his apology um, uh, and and find out what really went down because as you say it's a very good point you make regardless if you're on camera off camera you're a high profile manager you shouldn't be saying things like that and you shouldn't be threatening journalists here it is courtesy of the BBC pressure on you as a manager when you know the owners in the stands watching on no none at all that's brilliant thank you very much thank you nice to see you you're just getting a wee bit naughty at the end there so just watch yourself you make it a, looking you still might get a slap even though you're a woman yeah. Yeah. can you just straighten your badge yeah. please just do badge careful the next time you come in it was in the heat of the moment and uh i deeply deeply regret the comments i made uh it's certainly not the person who i am and uh I accept it was a mistake. I uh, spoke to the BBC reporter who accepted my apology and uh, hopefully we all move on. So Mo, should they have sacked him? Shouldn't they have sacked him? I mean, what's it, eight games to go? Uh, seven games, seven or eight games to go. In It's eight games. It's, let me get my maths right. Goodness me. My, my coffee hasn't quite kicked in this morning. But eight games to go, 20 points. Can they stay up? Surely not. No, they can't stay up. They're dead and buried. Um, it's, it's 
too far. I mean, the way Palace somehow have turned their season around and are starting to win games, uh, except last night, and Hull City as well, they've turned it around. So it's just too much for Sunderland. I mean, they're just too far behind. They, 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 they're not going to make it. Eh? And yeah. I think maybe the, the owners of the club, they don't want to sack him because they can't afford to pay him out. So rather have him till the end get relegated and probably he's got a clause in his contract it's, if they get relegated he'll you know they don't have to pay him out or anything like that yeah I mean this weekend is Manchester United at the Stadium of Darkness where the Mackhams will be in full force that's for sure but if I look at it and you think about it Sunderland potentially can't won't be bouncing straight back if they go down because I'm sure there'll be an exodus of players because why on earth should they stay for their their, their top wages um, in Sunderland? Um, and also, you know, I don't know if there's that sort of youth system or, or, or those players coming through the ranks that will see them bounce back. But at this stage, it's highly unlikely that Sunderland will be in the top flight next season. And this weekend, Manchester United, who love the word draw by the looks of things, um, will be looking for... for more than just a point uh, because they're slipping further and further down the table and out of the the race for Champions League football I mean they only drew with Everton so that they could drop back into the position <laughs> of six but uh, yeah look I mean Man United have got they've drawn 12 games in total that's more than any of the teams in the Premier League in fact even more than Middlesbrough who are like second last yeah and you know I think Sunderland will be looking at it and say, you know, maybe we could get a win over them. We are at home. Maybe we can get a win. I think maybe they'd fancy playing at Old Trafford rather, but then they'd definitely get a draw. <laughs> but uh, United, you know what, I think they should just focus on the Europa League. That looks like their best bet to getting into the Champions League. This top four just is not working for them. And as we've said before on the podcast, it might be at the expense of Liverpool or Manchester City, Liverpool though, up to third. They have a, have played an extra game than City, five points behind Tottenham. But yet again, another example of a team that can't bury teams. You've got to be clinical. Where is that killer instinct that Liverpool have lacked all season long? It might even be for the last two seasons, up until Brendan Rodgers. You know, even then you can question where the killer instinct was when they, they finished high up on the table and, and were knocking on their first title in a very long time but you've got to put the teams at home like Bournemouth away 2-2 two, two had finished conceding a goal late on it's not good enough from the Reds is it yeah you, the, that killer instinct can't only turn up when you're playing top six teams you've got to uh, it has to show up every game you know you treat every game like that the opposition is a top team and Liverpool seem to be failing to do that you know, they draw against the likes of Bournemouth and lose against Burnley. And, and that's not the way to win the Premier League. They, they, I mean, maybe maybe this season they, they, you think that they would have learned from, from it, but it just isn't. And it's not working. And after picking up that win against Everton in Derby, you would have thought they would have you know moved from that, bounced back and be able to finish off Bournemouth. Yeah, it's Jek- Jekyll and Hyde stuff, isn't it? It really is. Liverpool away to Stoke at the Britannia. Uh, Stoke, the Potters, they're a different entity, aren't they? They, they? they really are pretty solid at home. It's on the road where Stoke have the problem. But this will be a stern test for Liverpool, considering that the pressure's on to at least nick a point 
from their trip? I think uh, it, it would depend on which Stoke side turn up on the day. Because Stoke are another one of those, you know, Jekyll and Hyde teams. You don't know which one will turn up. Uh, if, if it's the, the, the Jekyll Stoke, then they probably would beat Liverpool. If it's the Hyde, then Liverpool will pick up a win, eh? Yeah, I think that uh, there needs to be some killer instinct shown for sure by by Jurgen Klopp's side. But in the early kickoff, let's before we talk about Tottenham Watford in in a bit of a Londonish derby, I suppose. Tottenham trailing Swansea one nil, eighty eight minutes gone, and they win it three one. What an incredible performance from a team that I see the pundits are calling no longer Spursy. Which is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, I mean, that's just the type of game that makes uh, a great ad for the Premier League. I mean, you, at 88 minutes, you, you would have, and with, with Swansea leading, you would have said, ah, you know, I suppose they've bottled it. They're doing what happened last season. And all of a sudden, they turned it around. They keep the pressure on Chelsea to keep winning, even though Chelsea managed to beat uh, Man City last night. But they, you know, Spurs are not making it easy for them. I mean, it's Spurs lost, then it would have been a 10-point gap. And now it's still, technically, it's still, Spurs are still in it, you know. Yeah, well, Conte was saying that it's a handful of victories that he needs now, and, and the title will be theirs. And, I mean, getting past City at uh, Stamford Bridge, Eden Hazard showing his class. Sorry to anyone who took him out of their fantasy manager teams. Um, I know a particular friend of ours who did just that, paid the price, uh, with Chelsea winning 2-1 there. But... I think the the interesting thing is Chelsea have been consistent when it matters most. Yes, the defeat to Crystal Palace a blip on the radar, but they're putting teams away, uh, unlike Liverpool, and, and they did that last night against City. Yeah, uh, Chelsea uh, they, they they're getting the the results. You know, they they're doing their but uh, look, they were uh, City were a bit unfortunate last night. John Stones missed a sitter right towards the end. This is true, and, and I mean that could have changed the whole thing um, if it went in. But uh, like you say, Chelsea are finishing teams off and they, you know, edging closer, closer. But like we've said, I mean, they already, we might as well just give them the title. I don't think anybody's really going to be able to topple them. What do they say? Champions elect, is that right? Champions elect. Something like that. It would be good for for Spurs to push them right to the end. Yeah. You know, we'd like to, we don't want to just see the, the, the teams all, the second, third, fourth and fifth teams playing for you know, Champions League spaces. We want everyone in there with the hope of winning the league. Yeah, well, I mean, you would bet you would be silly to bet against Spurs this weekend. They host Watford in the early kickoff on Saturday, and Chelsea away to Bournemouth. You would think, okay, maybe maybe a point. Chelsea will be happy with that, you know, um, because Bournemouth at home are a different entity as are Burnley. But um, yeah, it would be interesting to see the title race go down to the wire. But I don't think so. I think. That would have scared Chelsea a little bit, that little wobble against Palace, uh, knowing that Spurs are no longer Spursy. And uh, I think it'll be very interesting. But let's wrap up quickly with Arsenal. A commanding win over West Ham, piling more pressure on Zlavin Bilic. But I think for Arsenal now, also starting to find that little little run towards the end of the season. You know, they, they've got a game in hand. Um, they got Palace on the weekend. So they'll be backing themselves, even at Sellers Park, to try and... Um, uh, get a result there definitely uh, Arsenal I think if they just put all the negativity that's going uh, on around the club as they put it aside you know they could they could uh, finish quite well and they generally do finish 
uh, towards the end of the season they do well. So, you know, they will look to get their fourth place again. I can't see them going higher than that, really. No. Um, they've got all some hard, tough fixtures as well. So, yeah, look, there, I mean, against against uh, Palace, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a tough one to call, eh? Might be a bit stubborn at home. Yeah. Sam Allardyce sets his teams up quite well. And uh, he might be looking at uh, getting over the defeat over South, uh, against Southampton and looking to pick up a win again. Yeah. They, were on a, they were on a decent run. I mean, they managed to climb right up the bottom. Palace don't have the easiest run in, though, do they? No, not at all. I mean, they've still got to play most of the top teams. I mean, they've got Spurs, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, and then they've got uh, Arsenal this weekend. So it's going to be make or break for, for, for Palace and for uh, Sam Allardyce. Eh? Squeaky bum time at Sellers Park, as uh, Sir yeah, Alex used Sam to say. Allardyce, Sam Allardyce loves it that way. I don't think he, he loves it any other way. Yeah, I just wonder who sponsors his chewing gum because he gives those chewing gums a real run through the match. Probably goes through about 25 pellets or whatever they're called. He is a former England manager. Let's not forget that. Wow, so is Roy Hodgson. Yeah, that's Roy. Roy. Yeah, anyway, we'll leave it at that. Um, Quickly, uh, fantasy manager stuff this weekend. Just to think about, um, there's no major, I mean, with all due respect, there's no like, Big clashes. I, th- I think the biggest clash of the weekend, if I look at it from a point of view, um, Middlesbrough, Burnley potentially, uh, Palace Arsenal, Sunderland, Manchester United, maybe Everton, Leicester City is the pick of the matches this weekend. But you've got to be clever with your, your selections because time is running out uh, if you're trying to make a, a climb up, up the table in your, in your local league, if I can put it that way. Yeah, there's a good spread this weekend, so it's no like there's no big uh, big matches. So if you a smart move would be to, to go with all the players from the top uh, teams, you know your Chelsea players, Spurs players, Man City. I mean that that, that would be the smart idea. Yeah. Bring back Zlatan if you want to really. Well, he really want to. he needs to get goals for you guys, especially at Sunderland this weekend. Let's just put Sunderland. I think if Sunderland lose this one, that might be that might be the end. I think that could be the end of the season for them. Uh, and I think it, it'd be ironic that you know United was a team to beat them and uh, you know be the final nail in that coffin yeah where it all started going wrong for the Scotsman yeah, his life, he, he must be hating Alex Ferguson for nominating him <laughs> should have stayed at Everton anyway let's leave it at that uh, Mo thanks very much for your time uh, remember to catch us on iTunes on the Ginger's Perspective csduplicy.co.za and of course on the new look cliffcentral.com website. Your parting words, Mo? As always, be champions. Thanks for your time. That's been Football 2 Plus 3. Follow us on Twitter at Football 2 Plus 3 and give us your feedback. And uh, yeah, good luck to all the fantasy managers this weekend. Um, Hope it all works out. Um, I might just say that I'm back on top of uh, the fantasy manager table in our head-to-head league. Thanks. Thanks Thanks to Mo. Thanks to Mo. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next time.